Shabbat Shalom. I also have the privilege this week of presenting our Torah portion, Ha'azinu, for our commentary this morning. Now, Ha'azinu translates to listen or give ear and covers Deuteronomy 32. Ha'azinu is the penultimate parasha and contains the final teaching and warning of Moses for our people. This teaching takes the form of a song written in double columns in the Torah. I invite you before we wrap up our uh, Torah today to take a look. It's uniquely written in the Torah, uh, split in two, into two columns. Now this song prophesies our people's future disobedience and destruction at the hands of other nations. But it also ends with a promise of future restoration and atonement. So let's examine the song of Moses and consider the timeless lessons the Lord recorded for all generations. Now we begin, as I read, with Moses poetically summoning heaven and earth to hear his words. The Lord is described as Hatsur, the rock, repeated throughout this song. But what does it mean to call Adonai the rock? King David in Psalm 18.2 gives us an answer. There we read, the Lord is my rock my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So the Lord as the rock is our place of refuge, an unmoving and unchanging fortress for those who are his people. Our parasha continues to proclaim the greatness of Adonai. He's described as a God of faithfulness and justice who is completely sinless. We are reminded how the Lord chose us from all the nations. And we are promised in this song that we will experience every blessing of the Lord and enjoy plentiful crops in Israel. But then things change in the song. We move to the prophecy of our future rebellion against the Lord, fulfilled later in God's word. We read that after experiencing every good thing from Adonai, we became rebellious and satisfied. With our physical needs provided for, we abandoned our creator and rejected the rock who is our savior. We turned to false idols, offering sacrifices and worship. These were new idols of our own creation, false gods like the golden calf created to serve our rebellious ways. Now, in response to our rebellion, the Lord distanced himself from our people. He then chose to use the other nations to punish our people for our idolatry. We then began to experience the great anger of the Lord, described as a consuming fire, strong enough to consume all the earth strong enough to burn all the way down to Sheol, burning the entire earth and setting fire to mountains. That's some intense flame. The Lord's kindness, his mercy and love are above and beyond anything we human beings contain. But so is his righteous anger and justice, as we see here. The song continues with the prophecy of the first exile with nations and natural disasters destroying our people. Every type of horrible disaster is recorded here and later fulfilled. 
But the Lord also promised to not completely destroy our people. Our enemies would believe they were able to overpower us because of their strength, because they were better than us. But they did not understand they were only victorious because our rock, our foundation, had allowed it to happen. Though the Lord used other nations to punish our people, those nations still did not know him, and they were incredibly wicked. Our enemy's destruction and our restoration would occur when we finally repented and realized all those false gods we made couldn't save us. The Lord's terrible anger burned against us, but the God who is a consuming fire is also a God of love. No verse in Hazinu captures the righteous anger and love of the Lord like verse 39. It's one of my favorite verses in all of God's word. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. This is the one true God. This is the rock of our salvation. The creator of the heavens and the earth who has power over life and death and whose will can never be stopped, though many people try. Many nations try. The Lord continues and declares that he will destroy his enemies, everyone who hates him. All the enemies of God who come against his people will experience his judgment. And every nation that has gone against Israel has experienced this judgment. Rome is no more. The Babylonian Empire is no more. The Persian Empire is no more. And the list goes on and on. The final verse of Ha'azinu looks even further into the future, beyond that first exile. It looks to a day where the nations will rejoice with the Jewish people when the Lord makes atonement for our sins. Adonai will also take vengeance on those who hate him and those who hate his people. So the Song of Moses concludes then on this hopeful note for those who belong to the Lord. Rejoice, you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will take vengeance on his enemies and make atonement for his land and people. So what are we to remember from this song today? One lesson is that the Lord is not passive. He's not distant from humanity. The creator of the universe is not an impersonal force. He's not a mindless spirit. And he certainly does not sit idly by while human beings worship idols of their own creation. Hazunu makes it clear that to experience blessing and life, we must be in a right relationship with Adonai. If we choose to follow idols and not the Lord, we will experience righteous judgment. All of God's word records this truth. And let's be clear that idols do not have to be made from wood or stone. We don't do that as much today. In our age, we do create new idols very easily. We create idols from celebrities, money, things, philosophies, and even from ourselves. Whenever we give something else other than God priority in our lives, 
We are worshiping an idol of our own creation. If you listen to another voice more than the Lord's voice, whatever that voice is, is an idol. It could be news, it could be politics, it could be people. Hazinu ends with the Lord promising to repay those who hate him, but that he also will bring atonement. The anger and justice of the Lord is as overwhelming as his love and his mercy. The Lord has made atonement possible today through Messiah Yeshua. For those who desire to know God and become loyal to him, a way has been made possible through his sinless sacrifice and his resurrection. Our Messiah taught that those who reject him reject the source of eternal life. They will face an eternal judgment greater than any of the judgments described in this parasha. There are only two choices, choosing to follow the Lord or choosing not to. In God's word, we see the result of each choice. Each of us must make that choice to trust in the rock or perhaps some tiny little pebble. Which have you chosen? It's my prayer today that the Lord would cause us to return to him, to make each of us aware of his revealed, revealed will and to choose life. May each one of us set aside the idols of our lives and place our trust in the faithful and eternal rock who is our savior and our atonement. Thank you. Thank you.